Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice, ice and heat therapy, compression and support for all your postpartum recovery and breastfeeding needs. Heat is perfect for breast ailments, such as engorgement and mastitis. Why not have it in a comfortable design you can move around with? Check out the Spandice Postpartum Recovery Wrap at spandice.com forward slash badass. That's S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com forward slash badass. And use promo code badass at checkout for 20% off your order plus free shipping. Find the URL in the description. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, the lactation consultant, IBCLC. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And we are going to talk about preemie nursing today, or preemies, or premature babies in nursing, or however you want to, however you want to call it. Yep, premature preemies. Which you often involves the NICU. Often involves the NICU. This might not be something that like everybody can relate to, but it's such a great. We got a really great email about it, and there's so many good points in this email that we're like, all right, we have to talk about it because there's. This this happens every single day. And it's- yeah, it does. I mean, there's like a lot of preemies out there. And um, even just like the way that, that people who are in the NICU or have premature babies work through breastfeeding problems can really change the way you think about mm-hmm. breastfeeding in general. I mean, just the change in, you know, understanding how to work through these problems really yeah. can help anybody. Yeah. So we are going to talk a little bit about that. And I can't wait to like really delve into it because I think people can relate a little bit more than they realize, you know, because you think preemie and you think, oh, my gosh, teeny tiny 27 weeks, 28 weeks or something like that. But I mean, 33 weeks, 34 weeks, like all of that. Is yeah, even... I mean, anything before what? 38 is considered preemie, right? Um, 30, anything before 36? 37. I think 36 and 37 are late preterm. And then before that, they're considered preemie. But even at like 35 weeks, they usually go home with you. 35, 34, 35 Mm. weeks. They'll go home Mm -hmm. with you. As long Mm. as everything's okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we got an email from Diana. It was a pretty long email. And she goes into all these details, um, which is wonderful. And it's it's pretty intense experience. But we're going to read it. And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. She says, good morning. I am a mom of two and first time breastfeeder. My son is now seven and we tried unsuccessfully to nurse him for a few weeks way back when my daughter is about to turn five months old and I'm happy to report we have been nursing exclusively for four months. I haven't listened to all the episodes on the podcast yet. So I'm just going by some of the titles and the info that describes the episode. But since you gals do mention to send your topics to cover, (laughs) I figured I'd send this one over. My birth story is almost the same with both of my babies. I developed preeclampsia. Is that how you say that? Preeclampsia. Yep. Preeclampsia. I've always seen it written and never really like say it. (laughs) Um, I developed preeclampsia at 36 weeks gestation with my son and had to be induced right away. He also had a mass above his tummy that was recognized in utero. I was given Pitocin, Magnesium, and IV to get my labor going and to lower my blood pressure. I just heard the podcast on birth trauma, and I feel you, Abby. I was high as a kite and kept asking, how is this affecting my baby? To which I don't remember the response. I also got an epidural as soon as I felt a cramp. After 13 hours, I was only dilated one centimeter. (laughs) 
and was told I needed to have a C-section. I remember thinking to myself, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, while my son was delivered. He came in at just shy of five pounds, four, five pounds. He was four pounds, 15 ounces. I got to have him on my chest for a short time in the OR, and then he was taken away to the NICU to be assessed. I didn't see him the next day at all. Was still on magnesium and was in and out of sleep for pretty much the next 36 hours. All I knew was that I didn't want my milk to go away, so I asked for a pump. I finally saw him two days after he was born. We had probably two hours together before he was transferred to a children's hospital for his mass. I was so overwhelmed but continued to pump in the hospital. No lactation educator came to see me because there was no baby there with me. I pumped and pumped, sometimes regularly, and other times I felt engorged. After a few weeks, he finally came home, and we had a good stash of milk when he finally did come home. I tried and tried to latch him, but we were so unsuccessful. He was in the hospital for 10 days and was on an IV, and I got my milk via, and got my milk via bottle when he was finally able to have some food. I went back to the hospital where I delivered and saw the lactation educator and got a few tips, which weren't helpful. At home, I didn't have a pump. So we put him on formula as soon as my milk stash ran out. He is a thriving seven-year-old now, who I just noticed has a lip and tongue tie. This last pregnancy and delivery was pretty similar. At 35 weeks, I developed high blood pressure. Not preeclampsia, but my doctor admitted me and put me on bed rest and was going to have me there until I reached 37 weeks and would be delivered via, would be delivered via C-section. I was given IV fluids and magnesium again with no Pitocin this time. I delivered four days after being admitted, 35 weeks and five days, as my blood pressure skyrocketed and I was throwing up. Again, another C-section, so I got the epidural too. Thankfully, my daughter was okay enough to stay in the room with me for a few days after she was born. I did skin to skin. I tried latching her. I pushed the formula away but then felt so bad because I felt like she was so hungry. We couldn't latch. Her mouth was so tiny. She weighed four pounds, 11 ounces, and seemed just so skinny and tiny. This time, we did see the lactation educator, but again, my baby was taken to the NICU for low oxygen after two days of being with me. The lactation educator encouraged me to pump to get my milk supply in and mentioned that since she is a preemie, it will be hard for her to latch. Hard, but not impossible. She encouraged us to try latching when baby girl turned four weeks, which would have made her a full-term baby. We only spent two days in NICU and received mostly my milk via, via bottle. I got an opportunity to do skin-to-skin with her, but really only a few chances to nurse her. We were given the nipple shield and told this, would, this will help since her mouth is too small. When she turned four weeks, I put her on the boob. I was determined. I googled lots of how can I get my baby to latch and why isn't my baby latching and joined a Facebook group to help me. It took us a while and I'll admit I'm still learning new things pretty much every day, but she is now exclusively breastfed. I just started back to work this week, so I'm now starting to pump. Very helpful episode on back to work, by the way. Your podcast is so helpful. I find myself saying yes a lot while listening and oh, that makes sense or oh, never thought of that. I think it might be helpful of moms to have preemie who have preemies to know they can breastfeed tips for while baby and NICU, what moms should be doing tips on how, okay. So now she's suggesting this episode, yeah. <laughs> which we're having now. Um, so yeah, that's her story of her two pregnancies. 
So and much. Both were preemies. Oh, so much stuff going on. So yeah, and she ended up. Well, she ended up with not breastfeeding the first one, and ended up successfully breastfeeding the second. And with the first one, I mean, it's not like there was a lot of stuff happening there because he had a different issue as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, right. He had another health problem. But preeclampsia, if anybody is not sure what that is, it is a blood pressure complication. Um, and a lot of, I mean, it's common. It's really pretty common. And sometimes they can just monitor it. And sometimes they have to put you on mag during labor, which makes you so groggy and it makes the baby ugh. And you're just kind of out of it. And, you know, I remember when I worked in the hospital and I would see moms that were on mag and they were just, you know, the baby would be in the special care nursery and mom would be on mag and try to talk to her about the pump. And they're just so out of it, you know, um, oh. It's you're just it sounds awful. It is. You're just in this fog. It's terrible. Um so, you know, she had that to struggle with, plus her baby wasn't with her. And when your baby's not with you, that's a really stressful situation. And I, I feel like the first thing that I was really upset about with this email was that she said, Well, since I didn't have the baby with me, nobody came to see me about the pumping. And that's mm-hmm. somebody should have seen her anyway. You know, yeah, I, what does it matter if the, I mean shouldn't you go shouldn't you be there extra if there's no baby like that's somebody who's going to need extra help if she's separated from her baby you would think right yeah you'd think yeah we, we would go in if moms and babies were separated right away like that we would go in make sure they had a pump make sure they knew what they were doing how frequently they should be pumping what to expect with that like there's a lot of education that goes with that and a lot of support that needs to be offered up to these mothers and I mean, maybe I don't I don't know, like what that why she didn't see anybody. But that's that's really not OK. And no, anybody not. out there is ever afraid of having a pre- or any, you know, not even with a preemie thing. You should just be seen. I've talked to two mothers this week alone that said that they weren't seen in the hospital. So it's like you should be seen. I know. Somebody should should see you with the baby on the breast or somebody should see you. Post. Somebody should be there to at least ask you if you have any questions. That's really important. Yeah, I mean, the doctors come in every two freaking seconds to check the baby. Wait, you get them to sleep. They wake them up. They're, I mean, they're, they're constantly in there. I mean, I remember a guy coming in and I was like, you know, a guy was just in here literally two minutes ago. And he's like, well, I have to check him anyway. All right. <laughs> what? Whatever. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks. Thanks for waking him up again. I know. You know, but, but then there's no, but, but there's no one else. There's no the lact there's no one there was nobody no lactation person came into my room every two seconds to ask me if things were going okay and they weren't mm. they were just like oh yeah it's formula it's fine oh no it's fine that's fine that'll work that'll help your that'll like yeah your milk will come in no big deal it'll be fine <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not true and I give her so much cr- I mean she pumped and pumped and you know did as uh-huh. much as she could and. For what having zero guidance under that kind of situation, and she's recovering yeah. from major surgery. So, I mean, yes, that is really amazing that she was able to even you know get a stash going so that her son could have some breast milk while he was healing and everything too. Um, but you know, and I don't know the backstory of like really what went on with his health issues, but when she said you know that she was only able to attempt a breastfeeding a couple of times while he was in the NICU yeah. like why why was that I know, why and why why i and i can't even remember if it was the first or the second baby but why did she not see whole, the baby the whole day i know i know it the whole day she couldn't see her baby i'm not even talking about oh it's too little to breastfeed we're not there yet fine 
she can't even see her baby yeah that was the first baby that's insane i know i know it so i mean maybe there was stuff going on there that we don't that she didn't add in but or maybe maybe she doesn't remember like the reasoning um but i have i have seen that happen though where yes moms will go several out you know a good 12 to 24 hours before they see their baby for whatever reason and it's yeah how are you supposed to get things going that way just no you just had a baby the whole reason you're there is to have a baby like i mean everybody was going to want to see their baby i don't care if you have to push me bleeding down to the nicu to see him in a box like that's where we're going right get over here exactly push me (laughs) get over here and push (laughs) and now the the other the next baby was 35 weeks and she said you know super tiny um feeding a little bit so Lisa, it sounds like she got some better guidance with this baby. Um, yeah, and she said the lactation person was there. Lactation was there, um, but told her to... I'm not clear if they told her to wait to breastfeed the baby until the baby was four weeks old, or to just keep breastfeeding, but that the baby will do better once she's four weeks old and at full term. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. so she encouraged us to try latching when baby girl turned four weeks old. So, yeah, it's unclear if if um, they were just told not to before that or if, yeah, you're right. It's a little. I mean, and, and babies, so there's a huge difference. And sometimes it, it's hard for us to realize, like, how much the difference is between a 35-weeker, 36, even 37, the mm-hmm. sucking development of a 40-weeker compared to, like, 35, 36, mm-hmm. 37 weeks. There's a huge mm-hmm. difference there. So they can still nurse, absolutely. And they can – I've had some babies still do really well, but they might tire out very quickly. They might, you know, not be able to transfer as much as they need to right away. Nipple shields can be really helpful with babies that are super early or that are young like that because it just gives them – they don't have to work as hard. You know, it just – it really does actually help them to transfer more milk when they have a nipple shield in there at that age where they don't have a good sucking skill. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't say don't put her to the breast. I mean, right? I mean, it's a good idea to try because then at least they're they're there. Practicing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're like, yeah, and that's stimulating for your milk supply. So mm-hmm. that would be, you know, and I, I've definitely told moms of early babies like at forty weeks, it's going to be like flipping a switch. You know, it's going to be so much easier. But until yeah. then, we still, you know, need to make sure the baby's getting what they need. But that putting them to the breast is so important just for that skin to skin time and that nurturing time and, you know, your milk supply and all of that stuff. Yeah. And that's where they want to be. I mean, that's going to be, you know, a really stimulating place for them to be, even if they're not successful right away. Right. So NICUs and like special care nurseries and stuff can be really hard because, I mean, the, the hospitals have a different agenda. And they, you know, they're monitoring everything that's going on. And when you, they set you free to go home, you're kind of like, all right, the baby isn't being monitored anymore. And that's what we've been used to now for days and days and days that this baby's being monitored. What if, you know, they're not getting as much? What if they, something happens? I don't have these things beeping. I don't know how much the baby's getting because the baby was getting, you know, set amounts every time they ate because that's what the NICU did. It can be really, really such a huge shift when you bring that baby home and you don't have that monitoring anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And mamas really go for it because they really, I mean, they are like, okay, the baby needs this much milk. The baby needs this much. You have to make sure the baby's getting this much. And they will make sure the babies have that much milk more than you would normally give them. But it's the hospital. They want them to be fed like that. So it's, then you go home and the moms are like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can, if they're getting what they need anymore. Because now right. I'm just trusting my body. And we went from, Physically seeing everything going into the baby to just trusting your body. And that's, right. That's hard. And yeah. that's hard. Period. It's hard. Period. Trusting then, your body yeah. is really hard for us. Yeah. But then, you know, balance that up to an early baby and you just. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Then it's just. Yeah. And I've had some There's babies. so much worry about them getting the, what they need. Some babies would show up at the peds office and they were early and mom's breastfeeding and, you know, they discharge them, but they discharge them breastfeeding, but with a high calorie formula as well. So mm. they want the baby to get, you know, a certain amount of this high calorie formula, whether it be fortified in the breast milk or whatever, but it's a high calorie. So they know that they're getting this increase in calories. They send them home like that. And then they're like, all right. And I said, well, how long do they tell you to do that for? Oh, just indefinitely definitely yeah <laughs> like so forever like for the whole process of the first year of their life while you're breastfeeding you have to always be giving them a high calorie formula on top of that like that doesn't make sense once they get gaining and they're a ba- a regular full-term baby then i mean you would think that that would be we could stop that yeah there's so much there's such a huge gap from like going from being in the hospital and coming home there's Mm -hmm. so there's no direction you know there's very little there's no trans you know i'm a social worker (laughs) we are we're all about like transitions yeah you know like helping someone transition like wherever you are to wherever you're going and it's just like not at all present in hospitals i remember leaving with my baby being like are they just letting me leave with him like I'm just walking out of here with this baby in this basket and I'm all right. I'm allowed to go. Yeah. I felt like I was stealing him or something. With no, I mean with it like a, a paper nothing. that says if your baby turns blue, call 911. Like that's the only <laughs> direction you're getting. Like Right. Okay. Like glad somebody told me that much at least. It's really really hard. And then when you have an early baby and the stress, oh my gosh, like for babies that know, are really so er- really early, like mamas that are trying to pump you know, in the hospital, at home, they're stressed out. Like that is, it's really hard. It's traumatic. It is so traumatic that your baby is separated from you and you're trying to provide as much milk as possible and you can't be with them for every feeding. It's really hard. And the NICUs are at least, you know, the we have a, a, a pretty high level NICU here and it is like busy and things are beeping and it's loud, you know, and there's moms that are it's like, a hospital. right. And there's mothers that are like, I, I can't sit in here and pump or I, I this <laughs> is so, and it's such a uncomfortable atmosphere to be in. How about a word from our sponsors? Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice, ice and heat therapy wraps you can reposition based on your specific postpartum recovery needs. Ice is perfect for C-section recovery, postpartum back pain, and much more. 
It also offers abdominal support. What's not to love? Heal faster with the Spandice Postpartum Recovery Wrap at Spandice.com forward slash badass. S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com forward slash badass. And use promo code badass for 20% off your order plus free shipping. Find the URL in our description. Hospitals are a very invasive atmosphere. And it's a really difficult time and place to get breastfeeding going. Oh, it's awful. Even when, you know, even when things are going well and now you have a preemie and now you're working through all these problems and you're stressed out and you're freaked out about your baby's health. And like you were talking about, it's beeping and all this, you know, people running around and all this. It's awful. Stuff is happening. Yeah. And plus, like, if you just had a C-section, you are depending. I know you were kind of joking about, like, somebody better push me down there, but... You are depending on somebody pushing you down to the to see your baby like you. It's awful. Right. And they can just I mean, you're right. You can't you can't. And they'll just simply say like, oh, you know, not right now. Or, you know, oh, you can see your baby later. Like, who do you think you are? (laughs) Who do these places think they are with just like keeping people away from their babies like that? That should not be allowed. Mm -hmm. No. No, it's awful. And I mean, and her babies were, you know, 35 and 36. So luckily, or her 36 weeker, you know, had the other health problems. So they had to be transferred somewhere else. But luckily, like her 35 weeker, it sounds like came home pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like she had another baby, she had another child at home, too. Which that's a lot to and handle. And she was sick. Yeah. She was like very sick from... She said her blood blood pressure skyrocketed. Yeah. She started throwing up and the C-section. I mean, like, it's going to take a little while to go. Over. Yeah. And very often with preemies, I mean, there is some baggage that goes along with that. You know, a lot yeah. of times there is some sickness happening or there is, you know, a reason why that mom had to have the baby early. Sometimes it's just a spontaneous, oh, had the baby and everything mm-hmm. is good. But sometimes it's also attached to some difficulty. And you're recovering from all of this. Yeah. Well, so so one of the big things that people talk about when we're talking about preemie stuff is that is that they're small, so small that they have a hard time latching. And so, what does a mom do? How how do we how do they how do they work around that with this tiny small baby? With the tiny small babies, the nipple shields can be helpful. Making sure that they're in a really good position too like positioning is key we all i mean we keep saying that all the time but with little babies especially i mean your full termer is like floppy and you know difficult to position at times so now you've got this little four pounder that can be pretty intimidating so making sure that the baby is in a really good position you're giving them really good support you're supporting the breast really well like that can make all the difference in the world of just getting them latched so they have room to open wide and and latch on lots of skin to skin lots of skin to skin and so there's babies and then it takes a while so it takes a while sometimes can take a while for them to be able to latch and so they're being fed through feeding tubes sometimes by syringes yeah sometimes syringes feeding tubes um there's a lot of hospitals that do um, a lot of breast milk now donor breast milk Mm-hmm. for those babies um, which is fantastic there's a lot of milk banks that do um, 
you know, like and our, mom can pump her own milk mm-hmm. oh, well, or colostrum, right? Yep, absolutely. But if she's having trouble doing that, of course, yeah, and she yeah. wants her baby to have milk, she can ask the hospital, "Do you have a, a breast milk program where I can get donor milk here?" Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's really recognized how important it is for those babies, especially preemies. Yes, when moms are when the baby is preemie. Mom is making milk specifically for a preemie, just like when, you know, your baby's full term, you're making milk for your full term baby. Full term babies and preemie babies have very different needs. So her body is making the milk that the baby needs. And that's really important that they try to get that milk. But if they can't, then we still want them to have breast milk. It's it's going to keep them so much healthier while they're trying to get strong enough to come home. And they have seen, too, that babies that are getting breast milk come home a lot faster than babies that don't. Yes, right, right. You know, so we want them to have that milk. Right, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong, you know, with a such a tiny baby. Yeah, it's a hospital. And breast milk is really a protective, yeah. fa- protective agent and all of that. Absolutely. So what else, what other problems? I mean, latching is obviously one. What are other common breastfeeding problems that can, that come up with um, creamy babies. A lot of it, I think, you know, a lot of it is, is mom is on the mom because it's such a psychologically challenging time and yeah. so emotional. And sometimes they don't, they don't necessarily mesh well with the staff that they have in the hospital. Yeah. Um, they're spending all their time up there. Maybe they feel like they're not getting the guidance or the attention that they need because there's other, you know, so many other babies. There's been plenty of times where I've said, just get out of there. Once you're out of there, we'll fix it. Just, you know, yeah, just... I was going to say, cause we were, we, you and I were in Cleveland together this weekend and there was a, a mom who, who was talking about her preemie baby. And she was like, you know, the thing that helped us the most was to get out, mm-hmm. was to just get out of the hospital. Yeah. And things went so much smoother when she could finally go home. Yeah, because then you're you're like and and we've, you know, talked in the beginning about how it can be a little nerve wracking because then you don't have all the bells and whistles going off. But at the same time, you're able to actually start bonding with your baby and start doing things as a family the way you were meant to do when you should have. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that emotional stuff. I mean, it's still there, but now you're in your home. Mm-hmm. You know, your baby's obviously gotten like the clearance to leave. So there's some some relief there that they're healthy and they're coming home and you can just be at home just working on that. Yeah. Just focusing on that. And they will nurse. And, you know, there's lots of times where moms are concerned with, oh, my gosh, you know, the baby had a bottle. What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Babies in the NICU, they breastfeed all the time and they get a lot of bottles. You know, they got to make sure those babies are fed. If, Mm -hmm. you know, the majority of them will get bottles or pacifiers, you know, just Mm -hmm. because they need that soothing. And then they go home with mom and they and they breastfeed fine. A lot of them, they make that transition. So it is possible Mm -hmm. just because they are getting bottles or pacifiers or you're not able to spend as much time with them as you would if you were home. Doesn't mean that they're not going to transition with you. You can still breastfeed them. Just like this mama said, like you can still come home. She came home with the baby on bottles and everything else and not really latching well. And, 
she went from that to exclusively breastfeeding her baby and it's fantastic yeah and i think yeah that's one of the things is that people think like well i don't know if i can work through these problems my baby's not really taking to breastfeeding you know we had all these problems we can't really you know we couldn't work through them but but your baby your baby wants nothing more than to breastfeed Mm -hmm. you know that that's what they want that's all they know. That's, That's all, they, all know. they want is mm-hmm. a breastfeed. So, you know, some people think, oh, God, I don't know if we can really work this out. You can. You can. Your baby wants to. Your baby wants to just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll do it. You'll do it. A lot of it really just need the support. You really do. You need a lot of support. Right. And get a lactation consultant coming over to your house. Yeah. You know, you can call You can call um, any lactation for a home visit, mm-hmm. any lactation consultant for a home visit. Or, you know, there's groups, there's local groups that you can go to where there's lactation consultants and then there's other moms. And I guarantee you, you'll run into another mom who's had a premature baby because they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it really like I have a mom um, that I was with a couple weeks ago and also came to my group and stuff. And it was her second baby and they're both preemies. And she was like, yep, once they hit five pounds, they want out. You know, like both of them were early. <laughs> she, str- you know, struggled, but doing really, really great, but still just had that mindset of, should I be feeding him more? Should there be more here? Should he, be-? because you, you get that in the hospital where they're feeding them constantly and they're really instilling in you, okay, this, your baby needs more, 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 more. And the baby doesn't really get to trust their own feeding cues at that point, you know? So it's like, mm. you're kind of starting from scratch once you get home. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Well, but these probably, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who think, I think that, that it's too hard to get through. And it is hard, but, you know, with the right support, like with anything that we talk about here, you can, with help, you can get through it. But you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. You know, you are going to need some help. You are going to need help for sure. Even if it's just really, really great support system. You know, like you just yeah, and, really. And, and demand it. Demand it. You need tell tell the hospital what you want. You know the. You know if you, if they're if you're kind of butting heads with people, then you know feel free, to. You know, let the mama bear out. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, these people are working for you, and a lot of they get all wrapped up in their pos and their policies and their procedures and all of this stuff. But they are working for you. That is your baby, and you know you are the one who's in charge yeah and i and i mean they take amazing care of the babies in the nicus and in the, and it i you got to be a special kind to be able to work with sick yeah. babies because that is would be really really difficult i think and their focus is the baby and sometimes they're not thinking about where you're coming from either mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um it's just a really emotional time really really emotional place yeah but this mama did well great. all of our yeah and all of the love to the to the moms to the preemie moms absolutely absolutely but that is our story on preemies so um i hope you know if anything i hope some people out there are getting a little bit of information that they could use or share with somebody else that they might know that's you know had a preemie um or going through it right now Give them a little support. Yeah. 
That's it. And next week, that's it. And uh, milk sharing. Hey, great! Like little Yay. segue from Nick Nick use. I know. Stuff. I was thinking about that while you were talking about the milk banks and stuff. I was like, "Yep, next week." Yeah. So we're going to um, milk sharing. Yeah, milk sharing. And then if you guys could, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, I think iTunes is the only place you can leave reviews right now. I don't know about Spotify. I don't know if Spotify if you can, can leave do a review. A, I don't know. I'll look into it. But if you have the ability to leave us a review, we would really appreciate it. It helps us out with the um, ranking or something. Yeah, that would be awesome. I can't tell you exactly what, but it helps us. So thanks. And for those of you that have already left us a review, thank you so much for the love, too. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.